This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff and Josefina Garcia is back with us. One of my favorite people because she's so smart and she's got so many interesting things to say. And Josefina, I'm excited for today's conversation because as you were sharing it with me, it was this idea of why the CFO should be in the room uh, when you are considering, when you're implementing, when you're migrating, specifically uh, ERP, but any kind of major software. And this is so interesting because uh, anybody out there who's been involved with an ERP, I mean, it's like the brain of your business and changing it or adopting it or uh, migrating to something new can be a major process. Mm-hmm. And what I want to kind of start with with you is why this? So what what in your experience has been happening or that you've experienced or that you've seen where it's like, uh, you've got to have your CFO in the room when you guys are thinking about this? Like what's been happening that for you that feels like this is important that we sort of level set with that? Got it. Got it. Well, thank you again for having me, uh, Chris. And and thank you for, for asking that question because the idea crossed my mind that this conversation had to be had, but it never occurred to me to, to discuss the why. So, you know, I mean, I've thought about it. So some of it has been, I think, uh, the time during COVID and the technological advances that were forced even on companies that were not necessarily ready to go digital has opened the mind of so many people on technology and the use of it for business as well as the creation of applications and different things. So it's, it's, I, I think it's just been, uh, a lot of creative people who were trying to solve problems during COVID really thought about these things and all these new technologies coming out and maybe it's not you know a new technology to the people who have been in it for a while but a lot of new things coming up to the general public ai how many of us were talking about ai two years ago a lot of people were but for the most part in business we were not um so there's a lot of um technology and software coming into the picture now for businesses to use i have personally have been involved in multiple projects of data migration from the finance perspective so i've encountered multiple issues of I wish we would have, I wish we could have, uh, with owners, with staff um, from the financial side. So it's just really a conversation now as these new technologies are becoming available to businesses and because it's a, a strategic decision, you don't choose to decide to change a software for no reason. There's a reason it's either you've outgrown your old software, you want to do bigger, greater things with your company, you have you know staff coming in, more clients, whatever the reason for, for even starting the conversation, it's strategy. So the CFO should really be involved in all these things, helping uh, the business really make those right decisions at the onset and save a ton of time, money, energy, frustration, potential loss of staff, you know, the the implications are really massive. So having the right people in the team helping you out is absolutely critical. I love what you're sharing, uh, partly because there's a known quantity, right? So, I mean, many of us understand what an ERP is and what it means for business. And even if it's a, we need to, or, or what we've been doing doesn't work, we've got some idea. And so we have a we have an understanding of what's ahead of us, even if it gets gnarly, we know what we're up to. But then there's, as you point out, uh, new technologies that we hear a lot about, or it's buzzy, or it's a lot of headlines, or a lot of hype, but mm-hmm. because we don't have a, a familiarity with it, or it's value to us, or it's potential use case, uh, we either are reactive or responsive, like, hey, let's do that. I read a thing, let's go buy that. 
or we see some, you know, CRM off the shelf that looks super fancy. Let's get that. And we don't consider all the implications of what we don't know about that. And I love what you're sharing around. We got to have a variety of smart people in the room. And so from the CFO's perspective, as you're seeing that, and I love this kind of data migration from a finance perspective, what are some of the unique nuances or aspects that you see? Everybody's got their own, you know, make sure this person sees it and that person, but what are you looking for? What are you seeing? Not from a, does your software do this, but a, what questions should we be asking before we even start to press go on this process? What do you like to talk about or see or respond to with that? Exactly. Uh, So a a conversation that's not had uh, very often, it's what's the vision of the company and what's the company doing? um, What's its main revenue source? What does the company want to be known for? Especially with with software options out there. So I'm going to give the example of real estate development. I've done a lot of work in that area. And it's 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 an industry that's very diverse in that in the finance activity, you have acquisitions, you have construction, you have operations, you have dealing with clients. So there's a lot of different aspects and a lot of different people throughout the process that um, that will utilize the, the software and, and the technology. So if we think of leadership and what leadership is trying to get out of the software, we inevitably have to go down the chain of who's going to be utilizing the software, who's going to be inputting the data in the software. Is the data that's being put in the software going to be able to produce the information that we need to make strategic decisions at a higher level? So it's it, that's why it's so important to have different people in the room. And from a finance perspective, it's not just the cost of the original software. Um, initially, it's the ongoing subscription cost. It's the cost of changes in operations while we're implementing the software. It's the additional training of staff. Um, so the finance part trickles um, throughout the whole process. But the conversations that I like to have around the software without discussing necessarily financing detail are What's the focus on the business? So if we go back to the real estate development function, um, are you holding assets long-term? So how is the property management aspect of that software working? You're doing construction. How is the construction aspect of that software going to facilitate your work? You're doing development or holding assets long-term. How are your fixed asset tracking working in that software? And a lot of people, when they pick the software, they think of one aspect of their business and not all the different parts that come in. Um, And unfortunately, when that happens, you see a lot of modeling outside of software and a lot of duplication of work and a lot of errors and a lot of issues that come around that. So that's why it's so important to have the stakeholders from leadership through through the staff that are going to be responsible for the data in those conversations early on to make sure that you at least capture the main things that are in everybody's mind. And then as you're moving through the process, things will come up and, and, and things might change. But starting with the what's the main revenue, what's the main purpose for being in business, because those are the softwares that we need to be looking at. And then who are all the stakeholders and what are they their needs from the ERP those things should be driving the initial discussion. This is such a valuable and important uh, discussion because I think a lot of, uh, often this is a conceptual uh, or kind of even abstract, even as you're sitting there with somebody demoing software in front of you, or you've got something that you're trialing or whatever, it can feel like you are um, 
exploring features and whiz bang, you know, kind of stuff. But I was, uh, what's, what's in my mind is I'm sharing this as I was helping an organization once migrate to a new CRM, a huge, huge monstrous CRM. And they were far down the road. And then we sort of, they kind of then involved their sales team and, and we realized quickly that adoption was going to be a huge issue. So it didn't matter how, why, you know, all the, all the bells and whistles, if people were frustrated or confused or simply so entrenched in their way of doing things, which in this organization was literally like pen and paper, it was very retro. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get them to, to go anywhere. How do we overcome that? Like, do you have some guidance on, it's great to involve many stakeholders in the conversation, but how do we overcome uh, the status quo and how do we either energize or um, articulate the need for adoption or the need for widespread understanding in this? Because it can feel so, I don't know, it can get so big and like spaghetti that it's hard to even put our arms around sometimes. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And I think uh, the larger the organization, the more important it is to um, at least get the leadership team spreading out um, not necessarily too much information because of course leadership still has to make decisions and you don't want to get your your staff anxious or stressed but start the conversations early of how everybody's using the software unfortunately more companies more often than not we have companies that don't even have written processes so it's the conversation of what is in place what is working and what is not working and the more that you involve the staff that are doing the direct work i mean most people will tell you this is working great and a lot of people will tell you this is not working. So if we uh, engage the staff that's using the software early on, it gives us not only information on what we need to be looking for, uh, potentially we find out things that are being done differently or, or wrong, if, if that's not how we want them to be done, we find out that we want to do things differently. So for example, when we start those conversations with staff, we may find out that they are tracking expenses a certain way. And we know that in the future, uh, we want to track them, say, by department. So those are conversations to be had when we're when we're talking to the staff that's going to be involved in, in the implementation and the work. Have those conversations of what do you need? And these are the things that we're moving forward. Um, what would we need to get that information or those reports or that person to where they need to be comfortable with everything. And the earlier you have the conversation, the less it feels like somebody's being surprised with a completely new thing. The more they feel like they had an input in the conversation and the more that they feel that uh, their needs are being met, if we're able to then take that conversation forward and incorporate it in our decision making and incorporate it in our implementation and 
incorporating in our processes that are going to be put in place post-implementation. So the more that we involve people and they have a say, I feel that the easier it is. It's still a great undertaking. Um, I think educating everybody on, on the process and knowing that it's going to take some time and it's going to take uh, buy-in from everybody, it's absolutely vital also. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's a marathon for sure. It's, it's not a sprint. <laughs> Oh, that's a really great analogy in this case, because um, there can be an impatience to get this thing going. And we can we can fail to realize that this could be literally a multi-year process before you're like the dust is settled and this is all part of our process. And I love what you're sharing around like, do you have a process? Because so many of us don't. We start Mm -hmm. implementing some huge, monstrous, going to change everything platform or dashboard or something and we didn't we don't have a baseline to start from. Should we do that first? Should we like, hold on before we do anything else? let's sort of try to at least systematize what's going on now. Or is this the time to do that when we start to adopt something? What's your point of view? I think it's a little bit of both. I would not delay the process of um, looking at software and seeing what our options are, even if we find out that there are no processes in place. I would absolutely, if there are no processes in place, have the conversation of the greater picture Um the resources that are available to us and where we're trying to get to um, and whatever few processes we can capture. Use all that information to select the software. And as you're working on the data um, migration, on on finding out more the details that are going to be transferred over and learning the features of the new software, then you start kind of marrying the few processes, if any, that you have in place with the software that's available and the features that are available. So it's it's kind of like a dance. Uh, you kind of have to go back and forth of, you know, we've talked with the sales team and we found out that the sales platform worked. Now we find out that there's this new feature and we have a, we have a conversation with the sales team. Is this feature going to be useful to you? Do we need to disregard it? And, and then that's another conversation around, around software. Um, it's really easy after you have that sales conversation to think, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing since yep. sliced bread and we can flip the switch and have it tomorrow. And it's yep. great. Um, well, it takes it, it, there are a lot of a lot of uh, software companies call it call it modules. They're all these little Lego pieces. When you see the end piece, it's great, and you want to flip the switch. But all the little pieces have to come together. So the conversation about processes has to change anyway. So I wouldn't waste time making new processes. But I would kind of bring that into the process of of implementation for sure. For me, this connects to a discussion around. Um kind of investment. And I don't know, maybe from the CFO perspective, but also just, you know, as as a as a dynamic leader, I wonder what your point of view is on some of this, because should I be thinking of uh, the cost savings that will come from this thing? Should I not be thinking about that at all? Should I just be like, look, this is going to be a really expensive thing down the road, we're going to be better for it, because it can be really vague to try to sort of understand uh, how this is going to help us, not just stay better organized, for instance, but to uh, s- reduce inefficiency. And and to that point, should, it, should we be kind of thinking about KPIs from the start? How do we know it's working? How do we know that yes. this was a good change? And when should we start measuring that? Right away? Six months? Two years? What do you think? Yeah. So, so I'm so glad that you mentioned that because uh, I think what, one of the things that triggered this conversation was an issue that I came across um, a software that was originally set up. Let's use the the department's example. Um, we we set up the process, and now we're entering all expenses, and we're entering them a certain way. But we wanted to look at KPIs by department. 
if we hadn't had that conversation initially when we were setting up the software and deciding how things were going to be tracked, we'll never be able to get that by department report out of a system where the data was not captured that way and the details were not separated. So that's why a lot of the finance conversations um, have to happen, even if the areas of the software don't seem to touch finance. Um inevitably all that data comes back to finance. And finance is usually the department that has to answer when ownership asks for KPIs or ownership asks for information. So that's why it's so important to have the CFO in the room because the CFO will be tell you, will be able to tell the business owner, in order to answer this question for you, we need to capture this data. In order to capture this data, we need to set up the software this way. In order to set up the software this way, we need to have this software. So that's how it all trickles back. And it needs to start with a strategic conversation to then track back what needs to be captured in order to get the information that the business needs to make those decisions to meet that strategy um and that's i mean that that's kind of the the thought process with the with the software and, and moving that it's it's all for the goal of the what needs to be seen it's a really great um kind of structure uh, mm-hmm. uh i think for us to kind of keep in mind as as we as we consider this stuff and i'm i'm so now i'm kind of wondering what happens then so after after the dust has settled, where we've implemented this thing, we've got everybody trained. People seem to be adopting it. Usage is there. Something that I have experienced is um, uh, executives can feel like there. That's our big technology thing. It's over, everybody. Let's go. Without realizing that by the time two years from now, you mentioned earlier, uh, six months ago, we started using the word chat GPT in conversation. Nobody knew it before that. And now it's the only thing you see in, in business headlines. Technology changes so fast. Mm -hmm. Technology advancements come so quickly that if we don't kind of stay current or keep an eye on what's next, uh, we can, we could be the thing that we are so focused on could be outdated in five years, two years, three years. If we're not staying abreast of that stuff, that can be exhausting. That can be tiring. Who has time for that? What's your, what's your advice there? How do we, how do we make this a, a cultural thing and not just an activities or an event thing? How do we constantly be keeping our eye on the thing that can help us grow and move and achieve our goals without, I guess, feeling like we need a chief technology officer in every kind of business and every kind of conversation? Or maybe we do. What do you think? Got it. Got it. So um, something important, uh, it, it always goes back to to strategy and looking at the bigger picture. Um, the, the, the takeaway from all this is to understand that the software uh, selection, the whole process, it's an investment in time, in energy, in money. And once you do that, it can't be something that you invest that much. I mean, anybody who's done it knows it's not its not something you just wake up and it's done. It takes a lot of effort. So you want to, after it's been implemented, if you didn't have processes before, you want to have those processes. And everything that you invested on in that software, understand how it's helping your company and utilize it um, and keep a pulse of that. So, And, and I say that to, to be kind of a double notice of A, when your company needs to make changes, because now you should be capturing the information that tells you, hey, this part of it is off or not. And then B, also the technology, because you will have a better understanding of your company and your processes when new technology comes around that simplifies one of your processes because you know your process you know that that's going to be available to you so so treating it like an investment and something that's a long-term thing that needs to be monitored um that needs to be checked in that needs to have a process for when new staff comes in and new users come in to keep a certain level of consistency Uh, if you see it that way it helps 
recognize those new technologies and new processes that need to be changed as the world changes around us. If you ignore it and wait till you have a problem, <laughs> you find yourself scrambling to implement software in two months to get your year-end year financials ready, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> Which is like everything else, right? If you if you wait for the problem to if 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 you wait for the house to be you know blown away in the wind, uh, it's too late to start reinforcing it. That now you're now you're having a different kind of conversation, right? Yeah. Josefina Garcia is. Uh, the smartest person in the room uh, from ProCFO Partners. Thank you for this. I love when we have these sort of actionable, we can all picture ourselves in it kind of conversations uh, because they're so valuable. And this one in particular, I think is really uh, valuable. You've been uh, super informative and generous with your expertise. I'm really, I'm really grateful today. I can't wait as always for our next conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.